Hello. Hello. Is that Barbara Flendercroft? Yes, this is Barbara Flendercroft speaking. I'm calling from the Beef and Dairy Network. Oh, hi. Yeah, I just I wondered whether you'd be interested in coming to talk to us about what happened to Parsnip. Um yes. Um yeah, I'd be happy happy to talk about that. From the Beef and Dairy Network, this is the ballad of Parsnip Flendercroft. How did I first meet Parsnip? Um, well, we actually met at a works party. I was actually a temp at the Bovine Farmers Union. I'd always wanted to work there. I'd always just been oh, just fascinated and thrilled by by all of the people who work there. They were they they really were the rock stars of our town, and and to, to then meet Parsnip. At, at the buffet table, um, I couldn't believe it. I actually, <laughs> I actually poured my beef wine all over myself. I, um, it's a pint of, of beef wine, so it was, I was absolutely soaked. But he was very polite. He didn't even mention it. Yeah, he was very kind, very very gentlemanly. Within six weeks, he'd proposed, and within twelve weeks, we were married. It was our ten-year wedding anniversary coming up so we thought well we'll go we'll go away we'll go away for a week we got all of these brochures and I said look I've always wanted to go to The Hague and then something happened that was so odd we had an argument and Parsnip and I we have never ever argued ever but we did because he said no I I don't want to go abroad I want to go to the southernmost point of mainland Britain. I want to go to a place called Land's End. I'm Professor James Harkham, uh, formerly of the University of Portsmouth. Land's End is the southernmost point of mainland Britain. The name, of course, derived from the English word land, meaning land, and the English word end, meaning end. Uh, it's traditionally been seen as a place of great uh, historical and spiritual significance uh, to the Romans who eventually settled there and the Celtic peoples. They traditionally believed it to represent the very end of the world, in fact. But we, we have to bear in mind that these people were uh, incredibly stupid. Uh, absolutely fucking thick as shit. Anyway, we found a cottage. It was very nice. It had a, you know, it, it had a hot tub and which was broken, but nice, nice that it was there. And it it had an office area, which it, which again, it, you know, wasn't really relevant for us. But if, if we did need to print something, there was those capabilities. So we went there, and it's very nice. And then it got to the Wednesday. We arrived on the Monday, and we ran out of milk. And he said, "Well, I'm just going to nip to the shop." I said, "Fine, I'll, I'll wait here." And then he got in the car and reversed down the driveway. I don't know, thinking about it now, maybe he did have a strange little smile on his face. I don't know. My name is Inspector Dexter Watley. I am in charge of the motorways for the British Police, uh, based out of our motorway control unit in Shenley. I received a report from the West Country of a man reversing up an A-road, and I wasn't especially concerned. That sounded like a local matter to me, um, but... The situation was developing, and over a number of hours it became clear that he was soon going to enter the motorway system. 
big problems across the road network this morning. Slight delays around the Almondsbury interchange on the A467 and the traffic is down to one lane on the southbound M5 north of Bristol. Also, we've had reports that there is some disruption just outside of Redruth in Cornwall as someone is reversing their car up the A30. More on that as we get it. As a motorway cop, my day-to-day work um, involves dealing with speeding, people spitting off motorway bridges, uh, people pissing under motorway bridges, um, buttocks pressed up against uh, window panes, but certainly nothing of this nature. I called his phone, no answer. So I walk around to the shop and it's 30 seconds away, which, I mean, it gets me thinking, why did he drive? Why why would he need to drive? How much milk was he, was he planning to buy? I get into the shop, I, there's a woman behind the desk and I'm and I say, I grab her, actually, I physically put my hands on her and I grab her by the shoulders and I say, have you seen my husband? He hasn't been in. He hasn't been in at all. And at this point, you know, I'm really starting to freak out and when I get anxious, when I get frightened, I get thirsty. Before I know it, I've I punched through the glass of the drinks cabinet and I pulled out two pints of milk and I, I popped the cap off both of them and I'm, I'm drinking them. I haven't paid for this milk, it, you know, and it's, it's obviously it's 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 going everywhere, and I'm I'm, I'm downing it. There's the shop owner's got a baby. The baby's screaming. It's 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 absolute chaos. It's broken glass. I'm barefoot. It's it's absolute chaos. Blood and milk. Um, it, it's biblical in there. And I'm thinking, if he hasn't been in here, then where is he? Has he been abducted? He works for the Bovine Farmers Union. <laughs> you know the. They've got enemies. He's an accountant. He's he's powerful and he's beautiful as well. So he's he's a target, and I've always known that. I knew that when I married him. My mum always said, "Know what you're getting into." It's a very seductive lifestyle, but it's it's not without its risks. And I'm thinking, it's happening. It's ha- it's happening. It's ha- it's happened. Where is he? They've, they've got him. Someone's got him. And then I look up and there's a, there's a television above the above the cash register in the shop. And there's a live news feed. They, they've, they've, they've broken through whatever program was on. It's, it's coming live. Because there's someone reversing down a motorway. Someone in a car reversing down a motorway. They don't know who it is. And I'm looking at that screen and I'm like, that's a Hyundai. It's passing it. That's him. It was at this point that we had an ID on the driver. Uh, His wife actually rang the control centre, having seen it on the news. We obviously should have checked the registration of the car. We hadn't bothered. We verified it once she rang in, and uh, lo and behold, the driver was none other than Parsnip Flendercroft, one of the most successful beef accountants that's ever lived. And I thought, well, how on earth has this king of beef accountancy ended up in a position where he has got into his Hyundai i10 and begun reversing up the country. How? Why? When? Well, then, now, that was happening now, we knew that. Um, It was baffling. The police have revealed that the man who is reversing up the M5 motorway in a Hyundai is a beef accountant called Parsnip Flendercroft. Flendercroft is the bursar of the Bovine Farmers Union, who have released a statement saying that they had no idea that he was planning to do this, but that he has their full support, whatever it is that he's doing. 
They put me through to a police officer called Dexter Watley, and he's he's in charge of all the motorways in the whole country. And I say, Dexter, look, you know, what can we do? What's your plan? What's the strategy here? Because I don't want him to get hurt. He's so beautiful. And there's obviously other people who could get hurt as well. And then Dexter says something along the lines of, we're just going to let it happen. And I said, sorry, I think the signal must have scrambled your words up there, Dexter. And he repeated it. And he said, no, we're going to let this happen because there's something majestic about what's happening on that road. There's something special. There's something heroic, brave. And I said, you know what? I, I think I know what you mean. I think there is something brave about a man on his own reversing against the world, against the whole country. So yeah, you help him, Dexter. And I'll do whatever I can. A natural question for me and for everyone in the nation was, where's this going? We know where he's going, but what's his plan? Once he got to Birmingham, that's when I thought, he is not going to stop. He's going all the way to the top. He's going all the way to John O'Groats. John O'Groats is the most northerly point of mainland Britain, a a charming village in the Scottish Highlands, and again, somewhere uh, replete with with mystery and mythic power over the centuries. Its name, of course, uh, derived from the Dutchman, Jan de Groot, who uh, turned up uh, in Scotland in the 15th century, having become lost. Uh, It's, uh, again, somewhere that the ancient Celtic peoples of that land, the the, uh, the Picts, um, who predated the Romans, uh, their ancient beliefs surrounding the site uh, led them to think of the land we now call John O'Groats as the very limit of, uh, of the earth, that it was, in fact, the, the end uh, of the world. They were, of course, completely wrong. And, and again, I can't stress this enough. Really was a very stupid thing to think, but they were really quite stupid people. I mean, a, a hopeless bunch, really. Just, just awful. We're seeing absolute traffic chaos between Birmingham and the Manchester area, as the M6 there is a patchwork quilt of collisions, burning lorries, jackknife caravans and miscellaneous twisted metal, as a result of vehicles trying to get out of the way of the reversing Hyundai, which is now travelling against the flow of traffic. It's absolute chaos, and I love it. Hello, I'm Gary Jones, and I'm a former electrician. I was working in a house quite close to the M6 motorway. Some of my colleagues had heard about the uh, the, the gentleman driving backwards in his car, and they all said uh, that we should go and have a look, and I didn't want to go. You know, I mean, we were on a tight deadline. We had to get this house finished. It was a um, electrical distribution box, which is not an easy job. But they went, and I, I was dragged along. Anyway, we decided to we decided to watch him from uh, one of the flyover bridges, and we were waiting and waiting, and then in the distance we could see him coming. And as I caught sight of him reversing at speed, it's like everything changed. It's one of the most profound things that the most profound thing that's ever happened to me. It's like waking up. I mean, you've seen the pictures, you've seen the footage um, up and down the motorway network. There were 
hordes of people on motorway bridges, um, in the hard shoulder, on the grassy verges. They'd made banners, they'd brought picnics, they were there to support. Um, there were parties, steel drum bands, I think on one in three motorway bridges, which has never been recorded in the past. I don't think I've ever seen the country more unified than I have on that, that glorious day. I consider it to be the turning point of my life. I went home and, and I just thought to myself, everything's got to change. And so I, um, I said to my wife, I'm leaving. And, and that was it. I just walked away from everything. It just, it just profoundly changed everything about my life. He made me realize that I had to follow my dreams in exactly the same way that he had followed his dreams. And so I did. I bought a ticket to Pamplona, which is where people run from the bulls every year. It's quite controversial. It's quite dangerous. Um, sometimes people get gored. But I just thought, hey, you know what? Screw it. Go for it. Live your dream. And I did. Um, while everyone was running forwards uh, away from the bulls, I was running backwards towards the bulls. I, I, I ran straight into the horns. I sustained an enormous amount of physical damage. Both of my kidneys were popped. My, my stomach was completely obliterated. I lost several ribs. Uh, they were never found. My heart is gone. I did uh, eventually have an operation. They replaced my heart with two party balloons. I've obviously sustained some brain injury. I can only see out of one eye. My spleen hurts all the time. They had to replace my arm with a wheel. My, my, my sense of smell is very much in and out. I've now somehow got three lungs. But you know what? I think it was worth it. I think what Parsnip showed me was that you have to follow your dreams. You have to, you have to do what's in your heart even if, if what's in your heart ultimately means that you will lose your heart to, to a horn. In the last 15 minutes, all flights from UK airports have been grounded as Parsnip Flendercroft, currently reversing up the M6, is now being escorted by the Royal Air Force. Two Typhoon fighters were scrambled from RAF Linton and for some reason have been joined by a World War II-era Spitfire. Hello, I'm Mandy Porter and I'm a producer at BBC News. Our live footage of the reversing Hyundai was watched by 50 million people, which makes it the most watched British television broadcast of all time. That's more than the moon landings, Diana's funeral and other charades that the government want us to believe are real. One of the most extraordinary things about it was that we were interviewing people on the day and no one had a bad word to say about him. We even interviewed the poet Michael Banyan, who famously hates the Bovine Farmers Union, and he only had good things to say. You've got a guy there who, as a result of his conflict with the union, has to live in exile and who, at the hands of the Bovine Farmers Union, had a cow's face sewn onto his own face. And yet, he still had a respect for Parsnip. I'm Michael Banyan, and I am the former Bovine Poet Laureate. I remember seeing it on the news. I was spraying insect repellent onto my face at the time. Um, it's something I have to do every seven or eight minutes. Because uh, women might not like a dead cow's face, but uh, flies and termites certainly do. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but I, yeah, I saw it on the news and I recognised Parsnip's Hyundai immediately. And the truth is, I, I felt for him. You know, despite everything he's done to me, I... I felt for the man. I, uh, I may have a hard, leathery, well, leather, literally leather face, but I, but I don't have a leather heart. I'm, I'm flesh and blood, you know, and cow flesh, partly. I think we live in a culture which is obsessed with looking forwards, and uh, moving forwards. Um, you know, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Um, do you fancy meeting up for a coffee next week? We never ask, where do you see yourself five years ago? Do you fancy meeting up for a coffee? in the autumn of 2007. Why is this? We, I think we're culturally trained uh, to think about the future, but really I think Parsnip was maybe trying to make us think about the past, trying to make us look behind us. Because you look to the future and what do you see? You see yourself being hounded out of supermarkets, laughed at by children, spat at by nuns. You see yourself having to fend hungry rodents off your face in the middle of the night with a tennis racket. News just in. The head of engineering at Hyundai, Peter Schneider, has released a statement saying, while the Hyundai i10 has never been explicitly tested driving over 800 miles backwards in one go, we fully believe it is up to the task. We'd like to thank Mr. Flendercroft for choosing Hyundai and wish him all the best. Mrs. Flendercroft pointed out to me that at some point, surely, Parsnip was going to run out of petrol. So we had to work out how are we going to refuel him on the move, and who on earth is going to do that? I come into this control room, and on the whiteboard I can see they've drawn, there's a picture of a helicopter, there's a picture of, of the car, and there's a little drawing of a stick person with a jerry can being hovered over the car at speed, pouring petrol into it. And then there's a little box underneath that that just says suicide mission. And it's quiet, no one is speaking, they're trying to draw straws for this mission. And I just said, give me all the straws because I'm going to do this. Um, and we did it. Uh, the pilot chopper up uh, the M5, uh, stopping to get some petrol on the way and um, got her on the harness and they uh, they dangled her out of the helicopter. Suddenly I'm, I'm almost face to face with, with Parsnip and it's I know that he knows that I'm there. And he doesn't look at me. And then I kind of walk my hands down, you know, to, to the petrol area, pop the petrol in. It's done. You know, they they winch me back up. They can't believe I'm still alive. I can't believe it. And he's refueled. And at, and at this point, I remember suddenly everybody knows about Parsnip. Everybody knows it's on the news. It's on every channel. And in the helicopter, as, as we're sort of speeding along I can see that on the bridges over the motorway there are people gathering there's, there's people with signs there's people you know like go go parsnip don't ever stop um, you know we're reversing with you I mean the crowd went absolutely wild as you can imagine wild with you know reverie and celebration but also because as, as she was nearly finishing she was coming very 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 close uh, to a motorway bridge um, dangling on the end of a uh, a strong industrial wire with a you know hosepipe full of petrol, um, but luckily the uh, pilot managed to y- yank her back up uh, into the sky before there was an accident, dousing the the crowd below with with petrol. I think there were some burns because people were smoking, but nothing too serious. I think just a couple of people lost eyebrows, um, but we're all changed, aren't we, after this day? I think 
what the public got from it was a sense of purpose. They saw that someone, just one of them, was taking a stand and leading them in a way that the government would never have reversed down that motorway. Even, I don't know, when a bus reverses, it's like society has caved in on itself. People don't know what to do. So just to see one man, one of the people just saying, follow me, it felt like a new beginning. It felt like, it felt like when Obama got elected. More than 300 vehicles have now joined the motorcade following Parsnip Flendercroft, and in a show of support, every one of them is driving in reverse. While advising caution, a spokesman from the AA has applauded supporters of Flendercroft, who've been throwing hot mince, burgers and cans of Fanta through his sunroof. More after this. You know what's not smart? The way hiring used to be. Job sites that overwhelm you with tons of the wrong resumes. Now there is a smarter way at ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology finds the right people for you and actively invites them to apply. It's no wonder that ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the US. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, network members can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-E-F. ZipRecruiter.com slash beef. I'm Helen Woodcock and Parsnip Flendercroft changed my life. My husband and I... We'd, we'd been having a rough time, I think you could say that, but it, it really all sort of came to a head. I, I caught him, I suppose that's the way you describe it, and um, I caught him, he says having sex, but I think if we're honest, it was making love to a hyper-realistic sex robot. I was so angry. I was so angry and so devastated. And, and to be honest, he didn't... What upset me most, I think, was that he couldn't understand why I was so upset. Because he, he, he was very much... It's not having an affair. It's not having an affair. It's just a robot. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, it's not a person. I've not gone out and met somebody. It's just a robot. And I can, I can see that argument. I can see it. But I would say, well, if that was the case, why was the need for the mask, the hyper-realistic sex robot mask, that was clearly based on my sister, clearly. It must have taken a lot of work. It was the preparation that upset me because he would have had to send pictures to maybe a designer, maybe sent off to get that made specifically with measurements. I mean, these robots, they are so hyper-realistic. They are quite unnerving. I mean, if I saw one in the street, I would probably think that's a person and this, and this one looked so much like my sister, it was quite, I mean, thinking now, I, I, I mean, yeah, I suppose it could have, it could have just been my, my sister just not moving, maybe just lying still. It could have, it could have. I wasn't in the room for a very long time. I mean, it, the face really, these are hyper-realistic sex robots. And the face was, in fact, the anatomy even, you know, it, it really, it even had my sister's wonky tits. So, I mean, I'd, I'd come from that situation, really quite desperate. And uh, I, I think I was on, I think I was on Facebook when I saw the video of Parsnip. And suddenly to see that video, it was like, uh, you know, on a cloudy day when the sun just shines through. Everything just became very clear to me. I got my husband, sat him down, and I just said, just watch this. Sit there 
and just watch it. And he started to cry. And at that moment, I just said to him, look at Parsif, look at this man, look at what he's doing, look at him. If he can do that, we can do this. We, we can have a go again with our marriage. We can try. We can fix our marriage. This is how we do it. If he can do it, we can do it. The Home Secretary, Sajid Javid, has abandoned his post and is reversing his ministerial Jaguar up the M6. And around the world we're hearing of similar scenes. The German autobahns are clogged with reversing Audis, Hurricane Jemima is now reversing away from Haiti and safely back into the mid-Atlantic, and borders across the world are dissolving as people reverse across them. Now let's go over to Sonia with the sport. I'm here at the first stage of the Tour de France, where upon hearing the news about Parsnip Flendercroft, a number of the competitors attempted to cycle backwards in tribute. Unfortunately, pedals don't work that way and they all fell over. A lot of broken legs and smashed ankles here, I can tell you. Only made worse when the safety car reversed over them all. A real mess, but a great show of support for the bovine administrator. Delays across the north of Scotland as the roads around John O'Groats have been closed to clear the way for Parsnip Flendercroft. The question is, will he stop or will he simply drive all the way back again? At this stage, your guess is as good as mine. The journey between Land's End and John O'Groats is a is a tremendously important journey within the British psyche. These, these two totemic places, uh, I think, loom large in, a, in our own psychology as a nation. In the 1500s, for example, a man called William Pinn once Morris danced from Land's End to John O'Groats, where he was then uh, executed by the authorities as a witch. In the 14th century, thousands of pilgrims thronged the route from Land's End to John O'Groats, believing that if you walked that very path, it would actually cure leprosy, uh, which it wouldn't. Uh, That's a a stupid, stupid idea, of course, uh, and one which is is fundamentally wrong-headed. But they were a a, a basically idiotic people uh, who had no idea what they were talking about. Absolute idiots. As Parsnip sped backwards towards John O'Groats itself, um, I mean, the crowds were immense. It's not a very heavily populated area of the country, obviously, but uh, people had flooded in from all over. Um, I mean, there there were even families who'd come in on speedboats and helicopters from Scandinavian countries. Um, It was phenomenal. It was was, was like a a Highland Rio. It's incredible. People are crying, people are hugging. There's There's a brass band. It's... It's a, the mayor of, of John O'Groats is there and and he's just beaming. He said it's the best thing that's ever happened in this area. It's already brought so much business to the area. It's He's changing lives and he hasn't even got there yet. It's, it's absolutely incredible. So we're waiting and we're waiting and then suddenly we hear the unmistakable sound of a Hyundai approaching. And then on the horizon we see him. We see Parsnip, we see the Hyundai. But Parsnip isn't slowing down. He must be doing 70 to 80. He's coming at speed. The feeling is very much, this man is not going to stop. This man can't stop. And suddenly people are jumping out of the way. People are literally jumping out of the way. They're throwing children out of the way. It's, it's chaos. And suddenly things almost go into slow motion. And as he passes me, 
I just think you you go you go parsnip you you finish what you've come here to do and he keeps going he keeps going and he drives through the crowd and he smashes through the seawall and he and he disappears we just watched him launch off the seawall into the cold north sea um there was a little pause as, as the Hyundai tent bobbed about on the surface of the water and then it, it sank like a stone and then we hear a kind of thud as it hits the well hits it's the sand it's the seabed and then it's an absolute silence you can hear a pin drop and someone actually does drop a pin and we hear it that's how we know that it's so quiet and then we suddenly hear another little noise and then we realise he's reversing on the seabed. He's not stopping. He's not stopping. So there's this strange moment of quiet and then all hell breaks loose. Suddenly there's, there's, there's police, there's firemen, everyone's trying to see where is he, where is he? I've, I've run to the edge of the wall and there's police divers ready to jump in and I just say no. I just... I physically hold them back and I hold back six men. I hold them all back and I just say, you leave him, you leave him. He knows what he's doing. And then the mayor shouts over the top of the crowd, Barbara, are you sure? Are you sure? I said, yes, mayor, I am sure. That's my parsnip. And he knows what he's doing. And and he's still there. I like to think um, that he's still going, you know, that he's still there driving backwards on the seabed, um, you know, going round and round. Um, I mean, obviously, that's not really true. Uh, He'd have been dead within seconds, realistically. The sea is incredibly cold. But you know what? I I have not cried since the day it happened because I know it was right. He's exactly where he needed to be at that time. And I know he did drown in the car. I know that. No one can survive two months underwater, even if they are reversing. But he had to do it, and I see that now. And that's what I tell Parsnip Jr. and Sharice. I tell them, Daddy's reversing. The world fell silent this evening as it watched Parsnip Flendercroft drive his Hyundai backwards into the sea. Moments after the Bovine Farmers Union bursa disappeared under the waves, the mayor of John O'Groats announced that the town would erect a giant beef parsnip in his honour, which would be periodically replenished with fresh meat and would stand for a thousand years. Twenty minutes later, he admitted that the emotions of the day had got to him, and instead they will install a small temporary plaque subject to funding. For me, the real tragedy of Parsnip is that who knows what he could have achieved, you know. I mean, he he could have been one of the greatest presidents the BFU's ever had. I really believe that. He could have been up there with with your Mike Chunderbridges, your Pauline Roastses, your Jesper Flagons, your Barnaby Clodpikes. He could have been right up there with Pam Hillock, you know, Hamish Flanstack, the greats, Frank Chestnuts, Runderton Hogg. I mean, who knows? He could even have been considered alongside 
Pemberton Cheese Bridge. My marriage is back. Is it the same? No, and it shouldn't be. It's different, um, but it's better. He's only seeing the hyper-realistic sex robots a couple of times a week, which is, is progress, you know, if he needs that. I, we've not got to the point where she's allowed in the room when I'm there, but we may maybe one day we will get there, I don't know. You know, it's, it's happy, it's good, we're in a good place. It's all thanks to Parsnip. It's a day we will all remember for the rest of our lives. It's been a very divided couple of years, everyone's very aware of that. But we were brought together, we were unified. Um, and for one day, we were happy, we were together, and we were all facing the same way, uh, ironically, given that we were all watching a man going backwards. And it turned out he was going the right way all along. This is a poem called The Ballad of Parsnip Plundercraft. Why, why, Hyundai, why, why, oh, why, Hyundai? You said goodbye and you made us cry, reversing your Hyundai. Parsnip, parsnip, what can I say? You saw the world and cursed it. You got in your Hyundai grey and then with rage reversed it. Like an arrow seeking out its quiver, like a salmon in a hatchback reversing up river, an onion enrobed in hot beef liver, you made our hearts a quiver. Why, why, Hyundai, why, why, oh, why, Hyundai? Parsnip, parsnip, who was it for? You couldn't have rehearsed it. You wanted us to see the way, is that why you reversed it? Did you want us to see things the wrong way round, like an upside-down hook or a Japanese book? You taught us a new way to look. Can an apple float back into a tree? Can a noodle return to its packet? Can you refind A once you've gone to Z? Can a cow be made from a jacket? Why, why, Hyundai, why, why, oh, why, Hyundai? Now parsnip, you're high and dry, reversing your way across the sky. I'll reverse it, my friend, all the way to Shanghai. In your four-door hatchback, grey Hyundai. Goodbye, parsnip. When parsnip got in his car, reversed up the motorway and drove backwards into the sea, I think he really summed up 2018. Thanks to Freya Parker, Mike Wozniak, Max Davis, Jenny Laville, Henry Packer, Mike Shepard, Tom Crowley and Gemma Arrowsmith. And before you go, let me just tell you about something I'm involved with. Um, a group of UK podcasters have got together to create a Band-Aid-style single, which is now available for purchase. The aim is that we get into the Top 40 chart. We think we need to sell about 11,000 of them to make it into the chart. Um, But the main reason we're doing it is to raise money for Samuel's charity, uh, a brilliant charity which raises money to improve the experience of hospital for young children. If you'd like to get involved, download the single from iTunes or Amazon or wherever you download songs from. It's called The Sounds of Christmas by the podcast All Stars and all the money goes to the charity and it's a very good cause, so please check that out. And have a lovely end of 2018. See you in 2019. 
Welcome back to WKEP at night. Up next, looks like we've got a PSA from local forest ranger Duck Newton. Do I start now or? Yeah, lean in, Duck. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay, I, I wanted to address the unfortunate situation that. Okay, listen, two people, good people that I and a lot of y'all have known our whole lives are dead. Torn to shreds by... A savage, uh, bloodthirsty beast that defies human comprehension. If you'd like to know more, stop by the Cryptonomica, Kepler's premier museum of the macabre. Just off uh, highway... Come, come on, we just wanted to warn y'all to, to beg you. If you see one of those things out in the forest, don't fight. Don't scream. Run. Run as far as you can. Doc, it's almost midnight. Listen, folks, if you see anything, please go to thelamplighter.org and let us know. And get behind a locked door tonight. Anything else we need to... Oh, they're leaving. Okay, well, that's thelamplighter.org, and stay safe out there, Kepler. Hello, Maximum Fun. I am Oliver Wong, scholar, journalist, DJ, etc. And I'm Morgan Rold. I'm a music supervisor who loves stilettos. We host Heat Rocks, a music podcast where we talk to influential artists and scholars about the albums that changed their lives. On our most recent episode, we had the chance to talk with none other than R&B legend Macy Gray mm. about one of her favorite albums, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by <laughs> Yeezy. We get deep talking about everything from Kanye's college dropout days all the way up to his most recent shenanigans. I just think it's weak, and I don't think he has to do that, and and I was just disappointed. So make sure you, dear listener, are subscribed, because you definitely do not want to miss this conversation. Hate rocks every Thursday right here on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.